0: Welcome back. I'm Kim Bailey. She's Feliana Osborne and this is Inside Exec. This week we are going to talk about a topic that has some sensitivity around it. I will warn you about that up front. We are going to talk about how you manage co-workers, leaders or staff when they exhibit signs of diminished responsibility. In talking about diminished responsibility, we are talking about mental diminished responsibility so what is commonly grouped these days is dementia alzheimer's and all sorts of other labels we are talking about the time where you start to feel like it's not that this person doesn't care anymore it's that they can't do what they used to and they are not necessarily recognizing that or accepting it themselves and how you manage and how you work with that I understand that it's a very difficult situation. I am in that situation at the moment with a number of organisations and I thought it was opportune for us to talk about it in terms of, of what we would do and what we can recommend that you do or you think about doing to help you through this process because it is very difficult. doesn't matter whether it's someone you know or someone you've worked with or someone completely out of your realm of associates. It is still a difficult situation. It's something that is not talked about, much like any mental health issues, talked about a little bit more, but certainly not talked about enough. And we as managers need to start having that conversation.
1: Just to add, I think you will find that situations will vary and the degree will vary depends on the environment. So in a typical corporate office, you might have about and the mental health and well-being as something that obviously was covered in many other podcasts before and that that will have its own flavor. This might be as part of an organization, not for-profit type of organization, a sports organization, things like that that has more older people working in it and but not necessarily, It's only, I think, for an older person. It has many, many facets. And I think if we can maybe start by talking about identifying some of the elements maybe of why is it going, you think it's that why, and then we'll take it from there.
0: So in terms of my experience in this arena, the things that first were flagged were a change in the mood unaccountable change in mood so there would be someone that we knew was easygoing and went along with most things yes they they got frustrated or irritated at times but it was never directed at people it was always directed at that something that wasn't working but then you have a situation where quite unaccountable anger is directed at individuals over minor things over little things or over nothing at all nothing that you can actually identify and and i suppose that was for me that was the first trigger with one of these situations was that a completely unaccountable anger was directed at me personally and i can remember the moment i can remember standing there open mouthed, thinking where did that come from what was that about and that was the first time I started to think this situation isn't right. I'm, there's something that's not not working, not happening. So it's a change in behaviour that is not accountable to any other particular resources. And, and sometimes that might be other physical health issues. And so, you know, you have to, to make sure that that's not the case. Then, of course, in terms of dementia of any category, it will be the changes in what is remembered. It can be that you notice that, someone is better in the mornings than they are in the afternoons and that's just you know the brain getting tired and something you know, that happens to all of us at some point. Yeah. <laughs> so none of these things are definitive, but they are things that you might notice that stacked on top of one another might make you in your gut feel like it's not right. There's something that yeah. I need to address, I need to follow up. The, the short-term memory thing that that is most often talked about I haven't seen exhibited in these people. But there is a blankness in their faces when, they, when you're talking to them and sometimes their eyes just glaze over and you think they're not there, they are not hearing me, you know, whatever it is. The other thing that I have seen exhibited is a really close focus on one particular thing to the exclusion of everything else. Now, and all of these things, all of that stuff that I've talked about just now could be attributed to a whole lot of other things, but it's the combination of them that started to make me feel like I need to follow this through a little bit more and talk it through and talk to others and see if others are feeling the same. And in the first instance, I went to someone who was very well versed in these sorts of characteristics and talked it through with them and said, look, you watch, you see what you think. Because fortunately, this person was in one of the organisations, but not directly associated with the person I was concerned about. So she came back to me a little while later and said, yes, I think you're right. And the next step really it's just a waiting game it's because some people manage. You now they get to a point where they plateau like we do with losing weight and they manage. So if it doesn't affect the organisation and you can see that as a person they're not deteriorating in themselves, then leave well enough alone. But if it is affecting their work, if it is affecting the rest of the team, then you do as a leader, you do need to start to do something about it, and I think the hardest thing is helping the rest of the team deal with it because everyone is going to react differently. Suddenly all of their own personal experiences come into it and they start to think about, oh, you know, when we had to deal with this person or that person, or it's a personal thing. It's I don't want it to happen to me. I don't know what to say to them. They get frustrated about having to repeat things over and over again. And that's probably the one thing that I see that is the most difficult reaction within the team is that they get frustrated and they're not frustrated with the person. They're frustrated with themselves for not dealing with the situation better. And that's, that's not something that as a manager or as a leader that you can resolve. You know, that's something they have to fix themselves. But giving them the opportunity to and the tools to be able to do that is your responsibility.
1: So I'm hearing that we... It is a sensitive situation and topic. We have to demonstrate caring, compassion, but respect all in one, as well as provide them with help available, make help available at the professional level if needed. Let me just go a bit more on the general side. And because at times you have a mixed group with different things, i found that sometimes when you find people with not, not taking their responsibility and at that time i don't know it's diminished responsibility it's sort of in around that time basically the reasons might be because the person is overwhelmed the person might be afraid feel of fa- failure so They're not sure, they're not confident, they can do it. So they overcompensate and they're overwhelmed. So that could be it. One of the things would be is to obviously to address that, not personally, but to talk about the topic itself and to break it down and to talk to the person or to the group. If it's a project that's overwhelming more than one person. So it could be that. Making sure that you give examples it stops being an overwhelmed situation and understanding it in bite sizes so example this is what we got here this is what didn't happen this is what we need to make happen and then make sure they've got resources for example and that resources could be anything from personal support very personal very confidential etc or just clarify the roles and responsibilities like you, you've got some person and they're just responsible for that and not for the whole thing. And who's responsible for what will help clarify, simplify, and also give them responsibility and accountability. The other thing is is to to say sometimes they're just not the right fit for that part of the project or that role. And that has to be tackled, maybe, because the world has changed or technology or just it was always the wrong fit so you put them on another part of it. One of the ways to get people re-engaged if they were just disengaged for whatever reason might be it's about bringing back to what they value what their values are and then say and, and a better alignment and and appeal to that side sort of thing just Bring it back to the surface again. They probably know, but it needs to come back to the surface again. Help them take control if possible. That might not be possible if it was this, you know, medical side of things. Give them responsibility and and give them control. Sometimes people feel overwhelmed and disengaged because they feel they've got no control. And it might be a combination of feel of failure, overwhelmed and not feeling they have control. Again, rather than in some cases move the micromanagement after you made everything clear, if you were micromanaging, that is, you, pardon me, you may not be, and, and let them manage. Again, by doing that and then finding ways to show them how where they got it right, it's building that confidence again, the feel of failure, and when they do something wrong, it's okay, we learn from it. Let's see, what can we do differently? That in itself, I find ignites the re-engagement, like they are not scared, hiding in the corner, think if I got caught out, oh, this is beyond me, but I can't say that I'll lose my job. I'll lose my place on the project. They discover I used my use by date, i reach my use by date. Again, give them things within their capabilities and experience and expertise so they are 100% productive if possible. If you're in a completely different realm, they don't care, (laughs) they're lazy, they don't want to do it anymore, I'm over it all, that's a different issue. What you're saying has worked for us in
0: a number of ways is for one of the situations, we've worked out a buddy system. Mm -hmm. So for, for some activities... There is a person that works with the other person and they trust one another and so that they've worked out between them when is the best time to do certain things for this person and so that that's worked in that situation. In the other situation, similar, but because this is a very senior person, mm. we've worked it on the, the premise that we need to train others. We need what's in your brain to be shared by everyone else. Right. So we're going to have someone work with you that is your essentially your trainee, so that they can share the workload with you, that they can see how you do things, so that we can learn the things that you can't verbalise or that you do automatically without thinking about, or we can all benefit from those years of experience by passing it on because it's not going to be good just for that person but for the whole yeah. organisation as well. Right. So that's been some very positives that have come out of those situations. Just with those two situations, one recognises that the position is of diminished mental activity, the other one doesn't. So we've found resolution regardless of the individual take on the situation, which is good for both organisations. Well, I think we've probably covered enough of that. It is a, a topic that we do need to be talking about. And so we hope that today we've started the conversation for you. But for now, I'm Kim Bailey, she's Fuliana Osborne, and this is Inside Exec.